you are tuned in to another fine episode of Embedded Strategies. Remember, if you haven't subscribed yet, head on over to EmbeddedStrategies.com and subscribe today. In today's episode, I'm bringing out Mike Collins, the Gilmans who I had on episode 4 on Amazon FBA and how to private label. So this will be a continuation for those that like to take their e-commerce business to the next level by building a brand name and selling that brand name for higher returns. I was introduced to Mike by the Gilmans and received a screenshot of one of his students accounts that showed they produced over 1 million in one month. Now total disclaimer here, you may or may not achieve that. This information is for educational purposes only on what is possible. I had the pleasure of flying out to meet Mike and his team out in Florida and was able to get coached. And I got to tell you, Mike is one humble dude, is one person that you want to lock arms with and reach out to him. This is episode five of EmbeddedStrategies.com. Let's go ahead and bring out millionaire maker, Mike Collins. All right. Uh, welcome to the call, guys. Uh, today, I'd like to introduce Mike out of Florida. Mike Collins, we actually met. 2015 I was out I flew out to Florida to one of his events inviting uh, I'm really close friends with one of his students which I had on this webinar here last week uh, Sarah and it was just amazing to me to be introduced to Mike because of his coaching's ability I one of the screenshots I saw of Mike was one of his students was did over a million dollars on Amazon and so I wanted to bring Mike out here I, I don't know how your your complete story Mike so maybe you can kind of go into uh, that story of why and how you got into entrepreneurship and transitioned maybe from a corporate background uh, to the entre entrepreneurship background, or maybe you were always just cut out for sales. I, I don't know. So share with us your, your story, man. Well, uh, all right. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I, I guess entrepreneurship's kind of always been in my blood. I, I was raised in a, a commercial fishing family. And so we were, we had a family business, but, you know, we pretty much always all worked for ourselves. So I didn't grow up in the, in the typical environment where, you know, you're expected to go out and get a nine to five job, get your paycheck. And, you know, that's the end of it. It was always, you make as much money as you can during this season and so forth and so on. So I had that mentality to begin with. Nice. But, um, I decided I wanted to break from that mentality and be the first one to go to college my family and so uh, I went to medical school and while I was in medical school I was sitting uh, out on some rocks with this guy I don't know he was in his late 80s had to have been he was a very elderly gentleman who was fishing and we just got uh, talking and uh, long story short he asked you know because well, I'm a big fan of fishing obviously and uh, so uh, he asked me he says you know what do you want to do uh, besides be a doctor I said well just this right here he says and why be a doctor he goes I'm not and I'm sitting here doing this and he goes isn't there something you'd rather be doing and I'm like well yes yeah, sailing I suppose as this beautiful sailboat went by and three days later I took my tuition money and bought a sailboat and took off <laughs> and that was it Wow. <laughs> uh, I dropped out of medical school and um, I was a copywriter, a freelance copywriter doing, you know, writing um, TV commercials at the time and, uh, um, you know, putting myself through school. And, and then I just started doing that from my boat and I just sailed all over the world and, and was faxing in my assignments. And, uh, that was it. I mean, that's that was my initial initial uh, start into, I guess, the entrepreneurial world. 
And um, then, you know, I did mainly uh, marketing. I, I did a lot of training for uh, like car dealerships would get together. They'd have these conferences and I would go and teach their car salesmen how to sell cars and basically, uh, you know, how to overcome objections and, you know, how to how to read their customers, things like that. And uh, it, it just kind of grew into uh, when the Internet came along, you know, I saw an opportunity and I said, you know, there's got to be a way to make money here, you know, because this is a whole new realm of marketing possibilities. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Your, your copywriting makes sense why you're actually applying that a lot of that to your Amazon listings. I remember exactly. some, some of the conversations and teachings you were really passionate about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I started out, uh, in 1999, uh, that was when I decided to really go full force online. And I started with an organic baby clothing company and then we were bought out by a, a, a big company and it just kept, you know, turning over different uh, types of e-commerce business. And I was doing a lot of training on a corporate level, training, you know, uh, corporate employees and stuff. And uh, then uh, um, I decided to branch out into other forms of, of e-commerce. And Amazon, someone came to me and says, you know, how come you're not selling on Amazon? I said, ah, I'm not interested in selling books. They said, oh, no, they sell more than books. <laughs> I said, all right. So I checked it out. And sure enough, they did. And I said, hmm, possibilities here. <laughs> And that was it. You know, we just uh, it just took off. Uh, been selling it anything you can imagine on Amazon, and I built a lot of brands. And um, I have fifty six brands now with over I don't know several thousand products. And my uh, business strategy really is just to you know build up these brands and and flip them, turn around, sell them, and uh, create new ones. So they're they're already producing businesses, and then you just uh, sell them to uh, private equity uh, partners, or just you know, oh yeah, whoever wants to buy. Uh, I have a broker. Okay. I have a broker that I uh, that I deal with. As a matter of fact, we have a lot of my students are selling businesses. You know, because one of the things we taught them was you know how to get your business ready to sell. Right. And we just we just had an event here, um, uh, a cruise event, where I had my uh, brokerage team come out and uh, talk to people how to get their businesses ready to sell. We've had one just sold his for $12 million. Um, wow. So, you know, we, you know they, a uh, lot of money in it. <laughs> a lot of money. Did, did you ever, when you started off in e-commerce, were you doing any type of uh, drop shipping, uh, either on Amazon or eBay? If you can think of it, I've done it. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, I've done drop shipping. I've done... Um, just about everything there was, you know, every new trend that came out, I was on top of. And, and I'll tell you, it, it can be discouraging because, you know, success is easy. You know, anybody can become successful, sure. but only if you, you know how to react to failures, you really have to be able to, you know, how you deal with failures is going to decide on whether you're going to be successful or not. Long term. So, you know, so I had a lot of failures along the way oh. and, uh, um, and a lot of great successes too, but you know now it's it's built up to where you know we've got uh, I've got warehouses all over the world. Um, we have our own you know shipping company. We have uh, you know our logistics company. And we have a uh, you name it. We have our own uh, bookkeeping company. We have everything out there. So we've really grown by leaps and bounds. 
That's pretty cool. Hey, how did you come across, uh, or how did they come across you, uh, Sarah and David Gilman? Because I found them through a YouTube channel. Um, how did how did they find you? Um, I'm not sure exactly how they originally found me. We just uh, we just started talking two three years ago, I guess, and uh, um, we just clicked. So we ended up doing you know working together a little bit, and um, you know, I worked closely with them for quite a while. You know, and I trained them in Amazon and what I knew, and they were coming from eBay. I didn't, you know, I never really did a lot on eBay. Um, some, uh, a friend of mine, he was really big into eBay and he was doing, I don't know, he was putting well over a million dollars a year in his pocket over selling nothing but used uh, antique lamp parts. <laughs> wow. you know, he, would, he would go around to these junk sales and just collect any, any lamp you could find, any broken lamp, you name it. He just collected them and brought them back and sorted them out and started selling this stuff and you know, he was putting some mad money away for, you know, basically selling junk parts. And I've always been more on the, um, you know, more of a retail end, you know, interest in the retail end and the building of brands and such. So it wasn't really my style. Sure. But so I, I did. Uh, but I did a little bit here and there. And I, I've had my taste of success on both sides. Um, I, I would say I like scalability. So I think that I'm on the same page as you are. You can scale up pretty much any product um but like any great product has a lifespan I, I i know that you've come across your share of competitors and that kind of stuff so that's been tough uh to always stay on the cutting edge i mean daily checking almost you know <laughs> well that's why that's why uh, what i do is i really focus on the brand when i i build up a brand because products come and go you know i mean look at macy's they've been in business forever right yep. but i guarantee you they don't have the same stuff in their window today as they did last week never mind last year so it's you have to you have to keep the products fresh but if you build the brand then it doesn't matter what you sell you know i mean sometimes i can source 100 products in one day with no problem because i was i already have my brand in mind and i know all the different things that my customers are going to need to, you know so you don't think about what do i want to sell it's like what problems do i have to solve right if i can figure out what the problems are that i have to solve then i can figure out what to sell and you, you may just make sure your brand is built around solving those problems. And that, that's regardless of what the brand is. I don't care whether you're selling fro frozen yogurt in the mall or, you know, uh, or you get a, a, a big uh, retail business. It, it makes no difference. You know, it, it, you have to be solving some sort of problem. Otherwise, your customers aren't going to have any sort of loyalty. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. There's a, a product out there called uh, a battery backup unit called Ant. I want to say it's Antec or something to that effect. Um, and I buy those things like crazy because there's always batteries for your phones and that kind of stuff. But they're they're everywhere. They got you got solar supplies now. So I know you're right. You know, brand awareness is something that sticks to you. So that's cool that you uh, you get it out there. And when when I first learned, uh, I believe through your system, the the concept of driving traffic from you know uh, review sites and stuff like that a lot of that has changed now where you can't uh, just give out reviews for 50 percent discounts i understand right amazon's mm -hmm. kind of changing away from that now right yeah okay so that's been uh you know it's you just have to stay up on the cutting edge of uh of training on that for uh, on that part um as far as like uh your family life how do you balance out that out with you know i know some folks complain about hey you know i gotta go to work when you were starting starting out as an entrepreneur, um, did you have a family or were you single? 
Oh, yeah. No, I got married at 17. I've, I've got eight kids that range from age 34 to two. Did you say eight? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Eight children that r- range from 34 to two. All those that are old enough work for me in one fashion or another or awesome. were business partners in one fashion or another. So it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> um, everybody's involved. Wow, man, that's that's unheard of these days having a large family. So that's cool. That's, yeah. that's, that's cool that you uh, you got them involved. Did, did they did they see a lot of you or a not of you? Uh, were you hitting? I know for me when I was trying to learn this stuff, I was up two three in the morning learning this stuff, and so I'd wake up and they're already gone. You know, school or whatever. That's so. absolutely. And you know, it's a lot of people more often than not fall into the trap of you know when they work for themselves, they work too much. And I can tell you that you don't need to, because like I said, I have 56 different brands with thousands of products. I work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from nine to four. Thursdays, I go fishing. Fridays, I work from nine to four. And the weekends, I spend entirely with my family. Nice. So, you know, I don't work at night. Uh, every once in a while on the odd occasion, you know, I'll do a webinar or, you know, a podcast like this and um, things of that nature. But, you know, as um, there's no late night working, you know, it's none of that, honey, I'll be home late tonight. It's, I'm usually there starting dinner before she's ready for it. So <laughs> cool. Very cool. And I also understand that not too long ago, you're a walking miracle because, uh, I heard a story about you were hiking in, in the mountains and then you kind of lost your, uh, yeah. What, yeah. what happened there? Well, uh, my father and I, we went to, uh, Colorado. We were hiking in the mountains. This was actually, um, and a half ago, uh, we and we went straight up to the glacial lakes to do some fly fishing, and coming from sea level and then flying up there nonstop to that high altitude and then staying for two weeks, um, I got uh, uh, haze, which is high altitude cerebral edema. Okay, and my father got uh, high altitude pulmonary edema, and. I, I recovered. I lost some of my vision. Uh, it's never fully recovered some of my vision. But uh, my father actually never did recover, and he just passed January first uh, because Sorry of that. that. So, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, it was a bit of a miracle that uh, that we made it as far as we did. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I never heard of that before. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you're still you're still here to tell us about it. You know, so it's, yeah. Uh, we, we literally had no sense of uh, space or time or reality or anything. It was it was quite horrific. But uh, you know, hey, it's it's fishing. Sometimes you have to sacrifice for the things you love. <laughs> sure, and sure. We that's, did. So. That's, that's your passion. What's your favorite type of fish? Oh wow, that's I couldn't even narrow that down to a. a, a any sort of species I've got, I fish all over the world. Um, I own my own fishing company. We design our own rods and reels. We build our own boats. Um, and you know, we have, a you know, we, I create a lot of fishing gear, so it's really a passion of mine. Um, but locally, you know, I go out every, every Thursday I go out fishing and sometimes I go on the weekends too. when I take, you know, my kids or something, but, uh, around here, Mostly redfish and grouper, snook, that type of stuff. Um, but uh, uh, my favorite of all, without a doubt, I would have to say for actually fishing, not the fish itself, would be uh, salmon fishing in Alaska. One of my members, uh, Ben, I go up with him in, 
in the summers to fish in Alaska, which is just amazing. So I know there's some in Washington too. Um, yeah. I was up there, and I don't know if you've been fishing out there, but it's it's beautiful. Oh yeah, absolutely. As well, yeah. well, good stuff, man. It, what do you handle as far as products? What, what do you do with your competitors? Someone comes in, they they see a hot item, they copy your item. How do you handle that type of competition? Well, okay. Think, think, have you ever heard of OtterBox? OtterBox, yeah. yes. The the hard the hard cases, huh? Right. Are there any other cell phone um, uh, cell phone cases for sale on Amazon? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a bunch. Can, can you name five brands? Uh, I really can't. Maybe uh, I know Spec <laughs> is one of them from one of those case ones, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's so many of them. <laughs> exactly. But yet, I say OtterBox and you know it. Yep. It's all in the branding. Uh, if you build a brand, people are going to remember it. They're going to recognize it. And you don't have to, I mean, when I, when I say build a brand, you don't have to be doing some, you know, billboards on every highway and television commercials and all that stuff. You, you don't need to, to build a brand. Sure. All you need to do is really pinpoint and target your demographic. Uh, you know, have, and we even put, we put a lot of thought into our names for, and I, I don't want to release the name of this brand because then everybody will go, Oh, what is it? But um, we have one demographic that watches a particular type of movie. And they're most most prone to watch this specific genre of movie. So we take the most popular movie and we take a word that's been repeated in that movie of maybe an organization or something, and then we'll ch only change it slightly to make a brand out of it. And what happens is subliminally, subliminally subconsciously rather, subconsciously, they see it and it, it there's this little trigger of recognition. Now, I don't mean copying like, you know, McDonald's hamburgers to McDougal's hamburgers. Nothing nothing so tacky or sure. obvious. Just a recognizable term. You know, we don't want to use a term that is not easily recognizable. So we try to find a term that's going to be very recognizable for our brand. And then we just keep pushing it in front of them. We keep putting it, you know, so that it's on Facebook, that it's on Google. It's, you know, they're seeing it everywhere. Uh, we make sure that we're doing plenty of sponsored ads. We're using every marketing strategy that we can to get the name in front of people. And I don't care whether they buy. You know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, we're spending all this money on advertising, but we're not getting the return. So we're going to turn off that advertising. Well, I can tell you that back when the cola wars started between Pepsi, Coca-Cola, and Royal Crown Cola, um, there was three different strategies on what they were going to do. And... Coca-Cola was just going to make sure that they just just did an, an insane amount of advertising. Pepsi decided that they were going to come out with more flavors and styles of Pepsi. And Royal Crown Cola said that they were going to lower their price and not advertise, you know, cut, cut their back on their advertising to lower their price to get people to buy it. I have no idea where you can buy a Royal Crown Cola today. I have no idea. So hmm. knocking out the advertising does not work. Every time you see a Coke commercial, you don't go open a can of Coke. You know, you don't get in the car and go buy a Coke because you saw a Coke commercial. So why do you see King, keep seeing those Coca-Cola commercials? And that is to keep the brand recognizable so that when you do want a soft drink, you just instantly ask for a Coke in a restaurant. You know, nobody asks for Dr. Pepper really in a restaurant. They ask for Coke. You know, you have the oddball that will. But for the most part, you know, no, I'll just have a Coke. Right. And that's branding. 
All it is is branding, and it's just keeping your name out there to your demographic. So, if you sell, you know, a, a certain, uh, you know, uh, amount of or a certain niche. Let's say you're in a certain niche. Let's call it skiing, for example. All right. If you're going to be, if you're in the skiing niche, then you're going to target all the places that the skiers are going to be visiting online. And you just keep up with it over and over and over and don't don't give up, you know, and, and realize that, no, there's not going to be a return at the beginning. But that's what real business is. The people who think, you know, hey, we've got a gold mine here. You push a button, you make money. Yeah, they come and go. And most of them are lying. <laughs> um, it, it's it, real business is it takes a while to make profit and it takes a while to get to the point on where the sustainable profits are going to continuously grow. But it's, you know, the same thing with the failure. It's how you treat failure is on whether you're going to be a success. Well, it's how you treat your downtime and your startup on how you, how big your brand's going to be. And if you do it right, you know, you can turn around and two or three years after starting a brand, flip it around for $10 million. So it's, you know, it's worth it for sure. That's pretty awesome. When you were setting your goals to kind of grow your companies, did you have these thoughts in mind uh, jotted down somewhere? Like, did you have... Uh, a paper that you kind of set aside uh, that you wrote your notes on and, and some goals or you just kind yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got, what I used to do was I would go after people that I found extremely successful um, in whether it be in history or whether they're living and I would follow exactly what they're doing and, and, and kind of see what their mission statements are. For example, uh, J. Paul Getty. You know, big oil, obviously, but he was, you know, one of the richest men in the world and one of the most successful men ever. Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, build your success upon the success of others. So when I decided, I took that and I started thinking, how, how am I going to do this? He also has a pretty cool quote that says, uh, I'd rather make 1% of the efforts of 100 people than 100% of my own efforts. Exactly. Right. And so I took that and I said, now, how am I going to make this work for me? And I said, all right, well, I need a group. I've got to have a group of people. How am I going to get a group of people? Well, I'll train them. You know, so that's when I started coaching. You know, people ask me, well, hey, Mike, if you're so good at this, how come you how come you charge for coaching? You know, how come you do coaching? Well, that's why. You know, and it's networking. You know, my my success is not my own. My, you know, I stand on the shoulders of giants and my connections. You know, like I work closely with guys like John Gill, and um, you know other very highly successful people in the industry. And, you know, in that has broadened my horizons greatly. You know, this weekend we've got our, our um, we've got a conference in Barcelona. Uh, it's just a small group of people and it's like some, some of the top sellers on Amazon. Um, we got one kid, he's 23 years old, he's doing $7 million a month. Hmm. And, and uh, you know, so, and this is by being able to get into these groups was simply by opening myself up there and, and, uh, um, you know, training other people and working with other people and and uh, making those connections. Yeah, it makes makes sense. That's pretty awesome. What are are you still training um, new students, or are you kind of close your doors? Well, uh, actually, we're doing something completely different. I decided, kind of like what you were saying with J. Paul Getty, there, the one percent over the hundred percent of his own. Yep. Um, what what we found is, you know, I mean, the the people that go through my course have a very high success rate, but there's still going to be that gap. 
no matter what you do, there's going to be that gap of people that don't follow through or they don't get it or for one reason or another. And they can be a time suck. They really can. You know, because it's like I get, you know, these long emails. Mike, I have this problem and tells me all this email. And it's like, well, I explained that in the video. And they said, well, oh, I haven't watched the video yet. But, you know, if you don't have the time to watch the video, I don't have the time to answer your email. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> paid for the coaching. So what we've done is we built a brick and mortar school um, here in Florida. Uh, it's the MCM School of E-Commerce. Okay. And uh, we're having people come in and work right in our, in our school, in our campus here. Um, they'll go out and spend time in the warehouse and see the operation being done in the warehouse. They'll, we'll show them all kinds of tricks on how to save money on, you know, how things are packaged and things like that. But the, the important thing is there's an instructor right there with them from start to finish for That's a full cool. week. And so they can come in there knowing nothing. And when they walk out, they have a tangible business and one with real goals and it's designed for them. Uh, they're going to work with some of the best product sources in the world. So they're going to be able to source products right while they're there. So it's not going to be, okay, I signed up and I'm going to do this when I get around to it. It's, you know, okay, here I am. Let me learn and let me go make some money now. And then, of course, you know, we have follow-up support and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we've, we've opened uh, – well, we haven't technically opened the doors on that. We have allowed some of the people to come in because we have three different programs. We have a bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D., um, and some of the master's people we've allowed in through uh, our shadow program. So they come in and they work with our, each of the department heads uh, in my organization. And um, they'll spend a week, you know, um, work with each of the department heads and, you know, in taking their business really to the next level. Are you planning to expand that out to other states or just keep it there? It's, well, yeah, we have uh, – uh, we're thinking of opening one in Utah also, okay. uh, possibly later in the year. Um, but uh, this year, I mean, you know, for, for now, we're just here in Fort Myers, Florida. Perfect. So, man, well, I appreciate your time, Mike. And uh, how can folks get a hold of you? What's the best way? Um, well, I guess the best way is probably by email. Um, they can email me or they can Skype me. Here at uh, my Skype is B L U K A P O K. That's Blue K P O K. And my email um, is, I'll just give you my personal one because it's easy to remember wavytuna at gmail.com. Wavytuna. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely like fish for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing in the master's program. I take them out on the boat one day. So we talk about branding and stuff away from all, all distractions. We're just out on the boat with, you know, and spend some time out there too. So that's cool. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, this podcast is going out to my list, Mike. So I hope uh, anybody that's from Florida or wants to get coached by Mike, you guys reach out to Mike. And uh, like I said, I, I don't know if you guys can tell by his voice, he's a pretty humble guy. Um, very, very, you know, for for the type of success he's had. Uh, when I first met him, he was just hanging out outside. We we're just having a quick chat, and I just met the guy, and he was just being really humble. So it's really hard to find, and I like to surround myself, like he said, with successful people. And and I I always like to up one up. It just I like to surround myself with successful people that are humble. And Mike is that person. So Mike, man, I appreciate your time, and uh, continue success. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And you know, if anybody has any questions or needs any help, just give me a shout. I'm always around. Perfect. Thanks. Mike. Okay. Take care. Bye now. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Collins, pretty cool dude. Make sure to reach out to him. There'll be a link below to be able to access his training. It's the same link that was 
on the training last week. It was the 16 and beyond. That is his course, and that is a course that has helped a lot of people get get educated and get trained. So, uh, disclaimer, it is my affiliate link, so uh, anything that you buy from my podcast, you're helping me to find uh, good content, bring out good people, and in my time for sharing with you information that may or may not help you out in your business. You never know. Take take the good, apply it to your business, and leave the bad. You know, I, I can't guarantee that everybody here is going to have success, but the key thing is that you get to connect with people that you may be compatible with. You know, not necessarily you're going to hear somebody that you like, but maybe their content will help you out, or vice versa. You really like that person, but you're not necessarily interested in that subject line but you'll apply it because it may help you out for your business does that make sense so with that said may you guys have a blessed week and keep it going apply it for your business take action the last thing you want to do is be like the 95 percent club and not take action take massive action guys go apply the information if this is something that resonates with you make it happen i'm always here for you you can contact me at caesarramirez.com or embeddedstrategies.com it'll take you right to my page contact form always if you're listening to this outside of my website or outside of uh, the podcast and you're not subscribed yet go ahead and head on over to uh, embeddedstrategies.com and subscribe all right guys take care now